Hi, this is Eileen Graff, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts with a reminder that Ed Asner and Peter Onorati will both join us in our second hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa is with us as we continue our conversation with our guest this hour, Jeff Abraham, entertainment publicist by day, comedy historian at night. Jeff is the co-author, along with Burt Kearns, of the show Won't Go On, the most shocking, bizarre, and historic deaths of performers on stage. The show Won't Go On is available in bookstores everywhere through Chicago Review Press. You can also find it Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. For more information, the show won't go on.com. The show won't go on.com. If you're listening to us in Los Angeles or thereabouts, you can meet Jeff Abraham and Burt Kearns on Saturday, October 19th at the Dearly Departed Artifact Museum on Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood. They will also be appearing at Stories Books and Cafe on Sunset Boulevard in Echo Park on Tuesday. October 22nd. For more information on these events, the show won't go on.com. You mentioned earlier about the orchestra conductors and mm-hmm. the surprise it wasn't stuntmen or people like that. If you notice in our book, we do not go into daredevils. The only quote exception is the final chapter, which is Carl Willenda mm-hmm. and the Willenda family, and they're performers. We could have filled the book with obviously hundreds of stuntmen who died who right. really take their, their life in their hands every day. Also, athletes, we did not include the book. And we really didn't do that much in terms of TV stars who died on the set. John Ritter and Red Fox died during rehearsal. The caveat was there really had to be an audience there. So, I mean, we're talking already of a sequel that would include more of those kind of on-set kind of appearances. So, therefore, the orchestra conductor in, in our book is one of the most dangerous professions. If you were putting it against stuntmen... It still may be. You know, how often you, you have a guy like Hal Needham who's had an amazing career and never had a mishap. You know, stuntmen are probably few and far between. And this kind of touches on what you just said, Tony, is that there are a couple of takeaways from the show Won't Go On that will make you stop and think. And going back to symphony conductors, the lifestyle of being yeah. on the road and having long nights and maybe not eating eating at odd hours and travel and all that kind of stuff. If you don't take care of yourself, that can raise your bad cholesterol and lower your good cholesterol when you really want to be the other way around. You want, yeah. You know, but and I think there's a little deception because, you know, you look at Elvis towards the end, you can read the tea leaves. Uh, I mean, you look at it. He, he was not the picture of health. But you do see some of these people that you see them conduct. The, they look fit. They yeah. look trim. They look alive, you know, and then, and then they're oh, not. Right. That, that's the surprise element that these people were vital. I mean, there were people in the first entry in the book, a woman named Jane Little, who was trying to uh, you know, have the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest tenure with the uh, symphony orchestra. You know, She was battling ill health and came back and then died during a performance. And the song she was performing was, There's No Business Like Show. <laughs> so there's a little ironies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, those ironies are in the book. I mean, one, they were in there to make it interesting. One journalist thought we were being snarky, but we did not write that final song. You know what I mean? You know, when someone performs while they're singing, don't talk about me when I'm gone. I didn't write that song. And not to put that in there would be bad journalism is not to report the facts. Yeah, or in the case of Park Your Carcass. Yeah. One of the details, and this files under truth is stranger than fiction sometimes, 
when that happened at the Friars Club. Milton Berle. It was either Milton Berle or someone motioned to one of the entertainers to vamp or do something. So Tony Martin happened to be in the audience. And what was the first song that came to his head? He said, Tony, sing a song. And Tony sang, There's No Tomorrow. <laughs> no, but... And for your listeners, he is the father of... Uh, Bob Einstein and Albert Brooks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And he was a radio comedian who worked with a Greek dialect uh, act. And he was known as Parky Carcass. And he was not in good health. You know, we try to debunk the myths, but I will tell you, there are actually two brothers, other brothers. There's one named Cliff Einstein, who's the oldest brother of Bob and Albert. And I talked to him, and I had never, Albert never mentioned this, Bob never mentioned it, but one newspaper, after digging, digging, said Cliff Einstein was there. I go, what? And I tracked him down and called, and it turns out he, like, lived, like five miles from me. It was like, huh. we had a phone conversation. He had been out for the evening, got the phone call, and did go to the event just after his father had passed. And he, he said Milton had told this story over and over. He thought Milton may have embellished his part over the years. And I don't remember reading yet that Tony Martin sang or that song, but I have not read he did not sing that song. The huh. other great urban legend is for your TV fans, you all guys... Know the name Joe E. Ross. Yes. Ooh, ooh. R54 and Sergeant Bilko, one of the great character actors, comics. Well, in the later part of his life, he was performing at the Oakwood Apartments in Burbank, Toluca Lake area. Yeah, that, now, the late great Oakwood Apartments. <laughs> right. They've, they've now revamped it. And he's performing in a, um, you know, a dungy rec room, and he dies in mid-performance. And his widow goes to collect $100, and the guy supposedly says, well, here's 50 He didn't complete the performance. <laughs> um, it's, you know, everyone has told that story. It's very hard to find people now who were actually in the room when that happened. So it was just one of those things that was just too good not to put in the book. Yeah. The story I had heard about Park also is that he collapsed on Milton Berle's lap after he came off stage. And Milton Berle said, is there a doctor in the house? And they thought that was a punchline. Yeah. And I don't know how much of an exaggeration, but I've heard that story repeat uh, in other... Well, Did it happen to one guy and then everybody co-ops the, the punchline? Absolutely. Absolutely. And our job, and no one wants to be the one to negate what the legendary Milton Berle... You know, I did some interviews with, for the Television Academy, there were interviews, their archive program. And I got to interview a number of people. And... Dan Pasternak did an interview with Milton Berle, which is engaging, three and a half hours, and nothing against the Mr. Television, but they should really run a Chiron underneath and go, the story you're about to hear is not true. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's with a lot of guys. They misremember it. They told the story. Milton Berle, for years, has always told the story that he was the boy in Tilly's punctured romance, which is not true at all. But with Parky Carcass, and the audio, I believe, is on our website. The show won't go on, or if not, can be found at YouTube or archive.org. And to use a show business expression, he killed that night. He was yeah. amazing. Art Linkletter, who was the MC, said, I don't know why this man is not working. And almost on cue, he put his head down and died, you know. And Albert Brooks has said, think about it. He didn't die on the way to the theater. He didn't die in mid-performance. He, you know, got his last laugh, took a bow, and um, 
died. He goes, can you think of a better way to go? Although it's interesting you should say that because that sentiment is, I mean, that's a common thing among not all, but many of the people that you talk to for the show won't go on. Jeff, one notable exception, Dick Seanson. Well, Albert Brooks's brother actually would tell people, he said this during some interview, he said, what does your mother do? Oh, she's a housewife. Well, what if someone came into her home while she was cooking eggs and killed her? Would you say she died doing what she loved? <laughs> yeah. So that, that was, was a... his answer. And to go back to what you said, Dick Sean's son, Adam, said, yeah, I guess you could say it's great that my father died on stage you know, doing what he loved, but if it was up to me, I would rather have him around for the next 20 years performing. And the great Carl Valenda, and the reason their story ends our book is because they are literally the epitome of the show must go on. The flying Valendas had tragedy after tragedy. They were doing the human pyramid where one family is stacked over above the other, and two died and one was paralyzed, and they kept on performing. I mean, they are literally the epitome of the show must go on. And Carl Melinda always said, I would rather die on the wire than in bed. And Nick Melinda said, uh, not me. He said, I'd rather <laughs> have my, my grandchildren around me. I remember Bob Einstein, I found when he died earlier this year, I found some interviews, of him, and he talked about his father, that he found out the following morning. He wakes up, he turns on the radio, and he hears that his father had died. And he goes to the funeral, and for those who don't know, a comedian's funeral is a little different. Yeah. And there are people doing shtick, doing routines, doing, you know, there might be even some uh, elements of a roast uh, there. And that is that is a longstanding tradition. But, you know, when you're a, a young teenager, regardless of what sure. your parents do, the loss is horrible. Uh, yeah, you're not used to this. I will give you guys a show business exclusive, a thing that got cut out of the book. As I mentioned, there's another brother, a half-brother from a previous marriage, named Charlie Einstein. He wrote for the, uh, I think, the Newark Star-Ledger. Mm -hmm. And he was a writer and of, of note. And I used to talk to him you know, as a publicist all the time. I don't think he's still with us. That's why I use the past tense. And we would talk, you know, for like 25 minutes about show business stories. And then I would talk, uh, oh, by the way, I have a client coming to town. Can we do a story? We talked about his father's funeral. And Jessel said, is there anything I can do? And they said, yeah, 10 minutes. <laughs> That is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Georgie Jessel was known, I think, you know, as a vaudevillian, as a comedian, but he was probably best known as the guy you wanted for your eulogy. Yeah. The master of the eulogy. I mean, there's a great story that Jessel was paid an exorbitant amount of money to give a eulogy for a man's cat and couldn't turn it down. The money was just exorbitant. And he did it. And someone said afterwards, oh my God, I never knew my cat did so much for Israel. <laughs> I would notice, uh, and I didn't get it until I was an adult, I would see like cartoons and just, you know, bits and sitcoms where somebody's doing a Georgie Jessel impression, talking about somebody who just died. Gabe Kaplan did it on Welcome Back, Cotter. It was in, you know, one of the Pink Panther cartoons. John Biner, that was one of his regular shticks. Yeah, Charlie Callis. Robin and Billy would make fun of him very often. Charlie and Callis did a beautiful Georgie Jessel impression. And I think for a younger generation, you may have known the voice and the cadence and the, and the rhythm and all that. But, you know, nobody knew why they would always break out into that character when they were talking of, you know, about somebody posthumously. Yeah, this, that, that was huge. I, you know, luckily, many of the friars' roasts and dinners 
you know, are available now, and, and you can hear Jessel, and he was so brilliant with words in the English language and the sentiment of jokes. I mean, there was a reason why he was known as the Toastmaster General. On the line with us is Jeff Abraham, co-author, along with Bert Kearns, of the show Won't Go On, the most shocking, bizarre, and historic deaths of performers on stage. Jeff will be back in a few weeks to share a few more stories about entertainers who died while they were performing. Among other things, we will tell you about an unusual request that magician Penn Gillette made when he talked to Jeff and Bert for their book that's coming up in a few weeks on TV Confidential. In the meantime, the show Won't Go On is available in bookstores everywhere through Chicago Review Press. You can also find it Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. For more information, the show won't go on.com. You can also follow Jeff and Bert on Twitter at the show won't go on. Take a quick time out, then Ed Asner and Peter Onorati will join us when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Michelle Nichols. Adrienne Barbeau. Leonard Maltin. Joyce Bulletin. Peter Onorati. Judy Norton. Robert Wagner. Robert Hook. Lee Purcell. Julie Budd. Rhonda Shear. Michelle Lee. Jacqueline Smith. Lou Antonio. Shirley Jones. And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station. And every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Enter the coupon code CONFIDENTIAL when you sign up, and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a confidant. You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential Podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today. 800-712-8002. That's 800-712-8002. Paid for by U.S. Med. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how... Go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. 
the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.